not about grabbing his second opportunity. He's really admirable and I think inspirational. If Ross Byrne had an Australian grandmother, he would have 60 or 70 caps for the Wallabies right now. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Ball Daily. Good afternoon and welcome, welcome, welcome to Off The Ball on this Easter Sunday afternoon. I hope you and yours are having a wonderful day so far. The weather, not what we expected, but hopefully the chocolate is going down pretty well and you're probably tucking into a bit of Easter lamb right now. I'm very, very jealous, but mine is coming later on, so I will be looking forward to that later. Uh, We've got plenty of good stuff to keep you entertained on News Talk this afternoon. We are on air until 7 o'clock with two live and exclusive Premier League commentary games. First up... It's Leeds United versus Crystal Palace in a battle to beat the drop. That's from 2 o'clock. We have Richie McCormick and Brian Kerr providing the call on that one. We'll also get their insights. We'll get the team news from Richie. And of course, we'll hear about Brian's thoughts on Leeds and Crystal Palace and the rest of the football action coming up there just about after half past one this afternoon. Then it's the big game of the day. It's Stephen Doyle and Keith Tracy who will be describing the match between Liverpool and Arsenal from half past four. One of the most high score affairs in Premier League history over the last couple of years and of course some fantastic moments down in Premier League history right the way back to the likes of Michael Thomas back in 1989 we've got Andre Arshavin's brilliant hat-trick in recent years as well Peter Crouch has got a hat-trick in this game so expect plenty of goals in our second live commentary as I mentioned it's Keith Tracy and Stephen Doyle who will be watching on all things from Anfield from half past four this afternoon we'll build up to that game just after about four o'clock this afternoon as well We'll also have reports from Keith Higgins at McHale Park in Castle Bar, where Mayo and Ross Common meet in the Connacht Senior Football Championship quarterfinals. We'll also have post-match reaction to the Division 1 hurling final. That is Kilkenny and Limerick meeting in Parky Cueve in a repeat of the All-Ireland final. That is coming up there just at 2 o'clock throw-in for that game. So we'll hear from Jonathan Higgins uh, later on in the show with some post-match reaction from that game. Uh, of course, we'll keep you right up to speed with the Champions Cup Scottish Premier and today's horse racing action as well. We have uh, the news round coming up very, very shortly. Cameron Hill will be bringing us through all the latest sporting action. The big sporting news breaking in the last hour or so is, of course, Tiger Woods, who looked absolutely horrific yesterday, uh, trying to drag himself around the course in Augusta National. But he has taken the sensible option and has withdrawn from the uh, second part of today's third round. So, we won't be seeing Tiger Woods in action at Augusta National for the rest of the day uh, and we will have more uh, news on that from Cameron very shortly. And Cameron joins me now. Uh, so Cameron, happy Easter to you. Oh, thank you very much, Aidan. I hope the Easter bunny came. He certainly did. I, I actually... I'm bit of a rookie move there I left a bit of chocolate out on my desk so I'm hoping not that I'm accusing anybody of anything but I hope it will still be there once oh. I finish up here at 7 o'clock well, that was yours that, <laughs> yes Terribly sorry oh that's okay that's okay <laughs> uh, plenty to share and plenty to go around as well you, you didn't get any yourself this morning um, not yet I'm going over to the um, parents house later so maybe there might be something waiting for me but um, I don't hint, know hint hint like you know hint hint exactly yeah uh, hopefully they uh came to their senses and got me something this year but you never know you, you never, never know. know we have to keep our fingers crossed for you there anyway uh, so listen we are going to talk a bit about the news round we'll get your thoughts on the big clash coming up at 2 o'clock there your own leads taking on Crystal Palace in what could possibly be a, a relegation six pointer would you call it that absolutely early? I mean it's amazing to think that they could be as high either team could be as high as 12th yeah um, at the end of the day, if uh, one of them wins, obviously they could draw and it mightn't work out that way. But it is a massive, massive game at Ellen Road. Has that massive game feel to it as well. Um, but we'll see how it goes later. 
Yeah, so we will chat a little bit more about that later on this hour. But let's start with the news round and we will start with the golf news. I've already brought you the news that Tiger Woods won't be in action in the uh, Sundays of the Masters. Uh, But who will be in action today? Yes, Aidan. So Shane Larry will resume his third round at the US Masters inside the next hour after bad weather brought an early end to play for the second day running yesterday. The Offaly man is two under par, while Seamus Power is two over. American Brooks Kepka still leads at Augusta National on 13 under par. And as you said, Tiger Woods has unfortunately withdrawn from the tournament after playing seven holes in his third round. He had been sitting bottom of the leaderboard after successive double bogeys yesterday. And play is due to get back underway in Georgia at half past one Irish time. Yeah, I'm not sure if you saw that video going around of Tiger just grimacing with every single move and there's a good piece from a friend of the show Gavin Cooney on the 42 today just talking about how it's just sad to watch him play now you know you were always kind of hoping that he would be able to kind of just resume his kind of wonderful magic that he can conjure up at Augusta National but you know five time winner and maybe it's the last time we see him here. Yeah it is and to be honest like when you see him going around the course yesterday it feels like it's just as well that it might be the last time. Mm-hmm. I, like, obviously, I wasn't around for this, but you get notions of the stories of Ali in the final days, and you know, the the grimacing and the just pathetic kind of display that he was showing. Not, a, not that's not a any disrespect. It's mm-hmm. just you know, you know it's the that this person. The situation. Yeah, they have to be put out to pasture at some point, and I think. Tiger winning um, a few years ago that feels like it was a real crowning glory on a brilliant achievement and obviously he wants to beat Jack Nicholas's record of uh, majors but I think the writing's on the wall at this stage and you could see it yesterday maybe he's starting it's starting to dawn on him as well yeah, there is kind of this alternative turn timeline, I suppose, when you look back to 2019 and, you know, he wins that Masters and then maybe calls it a day then. And, you know, obviously we don't have the the horrific car crash that he was in and everything like that. But, you know, maybe he would be a happier person maybe at this stage and maybe he doesn't get involved with the whole live thing. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to kind of, if you manage to get into a time machine and kind of just said to Tiger at the time, you know, maybe now is the time to actually just kind of call it quits. I wonder would he have taken that deal then? I think so. And uh, I think this year especially we saw the good and possibly the bad of Tiger as well sure. that um, incident with was it Justin Rose mm-hmm. uh, Justin Thomas Justin Thomas sorry yeah. um, with uh, the tampon I mean you know the, there's an unsavoury side to his character as well uh, we can't forget that but yeah it is one of the great sporting careers and I think we yeah I, I would like to see him you know stop torturing himself and just get out while the going is still relatively good yeah, and listen, he, he managed to get that record alongside uh, Gary Player and Fred Couples of the most consecutive um, uh, cuts made in the... in the. So, you know, he is going down in the record books and, of course, Tiger has basically written most of the record books anyway, so uh, he won't have to worry too much about that. But, you know, he has make, made the right decision, in my opinion, anyway. And, you know, you never know, maybe he gets into a bit of form next year. He does love the course. It, it loves him back in the game of golf. Wouldn't be the same without him. So, you know, maybe it's not the end for Tiger, but if his body is going to just collapse on like that on him... I mean, what else can you say? Uh, we have some uh, soccer news coming up as well. Of course, we have our, our big game coming up today. Yes, there are two games up for debate in the Premier League today, Aidan. The feature game sees Liverpool taking on league leaders Arsenal at Anfield from half past four. And the Reds are searching for their first league win in four games this afternoon. But manager Jurgen Klopp has urged for patience, saying there's no quick fix for his team's low confidence. I understand that from the same from your point of view it's super difficult to find new questions every week but believe me it's even more difficult to find new answers so um, and 
And that's why I thought 9.30 and you all stay at home and be just, you can write what you wrote last week or whatever. So it doesn't make the situation better. So um, we have to play better football. How I said, we have to keep the ball in, in the decisive areas. We cannot pass the ball into their feet. And that's now sounds so simple. But the last game is a super example against Chelsea. Two teams who played last year an incredible level, an incredible level. You know, teams were not that different to, to the teams who showed up now. And both were not able to do that. So now we can say, oh, 22 players, they don't want to. And 11 from us, they don't want. No, it's not that they don't want. They want desperately. They want it even more than in good times. Even more. But it didn't work out. So that just shows us what happens if the confidence level is obviously not not on highest level. So um, and that's where we have to go through, and you cannot force it really. And you know, say, so come on, be more confident. So that doesn't work. So we have to help the boys with different things, and that's what we do. And in a home game, a massive a massive boost um, can be the crowd, obviously celebrating challenges, celebrating. Sliding tackle, ball um, goes out, and it's like like we, that's where, where it all started. Where it's all started. We block a ball, and we don't win it by block. It goes out. It's the first little victory. And that's what you have to go and we have to build on. And all of a sudden, nobody thinks about confidence anymore. So has it, and then they are themselves again. And that's what we are working on. That this will not happen in 2028. It will happen on the Idle World on Sunday, and from there we go again and again and again. Yeah, so Jurgen Klopp there speaking earlier on in his pre-match conference. Um, yeah, just, I mean, I'm starting to believe him a little bit when it comes to the the scenes we saw on Tuesday night when uh, Jordan Henderson and Allison basically almost came to blows on the pitch. Uh, he put that down to passion. Is that something you look at uh, when you look at Liverpool and you think there's kind of signs of cracking here, or is that is he right? Is it kind of better to have players kind of sorting this? Uh, sorting these kind of problems out for themselves on the pitch? You probably have to sort it out on the pitch. I mean, we've seen. Um, who was it that gave out to Virgil uh, earlier in the season like really really had a go at him for some shoddy defending uh, James Milner yes, James yes. Milner had that big spat with him and that that seems to be a recurring theme this year in Liverpool I think um, it's better to have those played out on the pitch but you know you would like some like someone like Klopp to bring it all back to earth once they come into the locker room and he was just saying there there's no quick fix I don't know I think as a manager your job is to kind of find that quick fix. I know it's difficult, but it's also you're the steadying hand here. And if you're saying, "Well, I can't sort this out," it um it doesn't bode well at all, does it? Yeah, echoes of Antonio Conte, where he was kind of sitting around looking at the Spurs yeah, team. What going, are you looking at me for? Nobody can do anything about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, Arsenal, of course, they're the team in form. They're looking to claim an eighth straight Premier League win. Uh, looking to end a ten-year wait for victory at Anfield, though. I think. Lucas Podolski and Santi Cazorla were the kind of players that were playing for Arsenal back when they were beating Liverpool at their home ground. So uh, Arsenal, when you come, when you look at them coming into this game, you know they've got some massive games coming up. They've got City, uh, Chelsea, and Newcastle coming up at the end of the month. Uh, you've got a couple of games in between hand. I think it's West Ham and Southampton. So they really need to keep up this run of form before they hit that big glut of games at the end of the month. Yeah, I think so. I think the Newcastle game is the big one for me. Yeah. I think you'd go against City and you'd probably expect them to lose just because of the nature of how City are playing at the moment and Jack Grealish has been absolutely excellent yeah. he scored again yesterday um, but that Newcastle game given the sort of niggle that was there between Arteta and Eddie Howe and the results not or the decisions not going their way it's a massive game because they are the coming force and that could be the one that trips them up um, 
you don't want to obviously go and then have to win every single game for the rest of the year. You'd like to give yourself that little bit of room. Um, at the moment, they're um, five points ahead of City and you'd like to keep it that way, but you need to give yourself that little bit of space. And if you drop points to Chelsea, depending on who they bring in, that Newcastle game becomes crucial. So I'm starting to believe that they might do it. I really do think there's a confidence around that side. Um as we'll hear from Mikel Arteta, the young players are the ones that have driven this this year between Smith Rowe and Saka. But overall, their squad, just their standards haven't really dropped. Even when they had that wobble um, just after Christmas, they're still there, thereabouts um, in terms of the high standards that they've given this year. So, yeah, I'm starting to think it might be their year. Yeah, let's hear a little bit from Mikel Arteta now. Uh, he was speaking earlier on, Cameron. Yes, uh, he's hoping his side can record their first win at Anfield since 2012, as you said, Aidan. The Spaniard, then 30 years old, played in that 2-0 victory himself. And speaking to Sky Sports News earlier, Arteta praised his young squad, who remained focused as the title race reaches the home stretch. I think it's something really positive, but as well the courage that the team has um, to try to do what we want to do um, in any, against any opposition, and that's going to continue to be like that. If anything, as the continual barrage of questions over if you can keep doing this, keep producing results, questions about whatever it would be, your methods, tactics, whatever, has that only strengthened you and the squad as you've continued to prove them wrong mm. by the results? But there are normal questions, you know, and we have to continue to do that. And we have to ask ourselves every single day those questions. I think they are necessary to be better and to get the best out of yourself. Uh, and we, we have to understand that when you are at that level, excellence is the only thing that is going to drive you and take you where you want to get, nothing else. In order to do that, you have to be very critical with yourself, very demanding. And if you are doing that, the team is going to improve, your confidence is going to be higher, and then you're going to deliver the results. Before that, there's a massive game in the relegation battle as Leeds United and Crystal Palace square off at Ellen Road at two o'clock. Uh, yeah, just be honest with me. When Javi Gracia was announced as the Leeds manager, were you somebody that was jumping for joy? Did you remember his, his fantastic reign at Watford? Was it a fantastic reign? Well, game? you I know, as I said at the time, I wouldn't hold being sacked by Watford against anybody. Sure. <laughs> That's probably fair, yeah. But um, I have been pleasantly surprised. I think Areola was our our ty- like our like target, but um, Gracia has been brilliant. You, you notice even against Forrest on Tuesday night, the thing... The, the thing that struck me about the Leeds players for want of a better word is relief there's relief on their faces you know they're not home and host in the relegation battle yet of course but I think and this is going to sound exceedingly cruel there's finally an adult in charge <laughs> I think a lot of people were looking at Marsh and even you know I know Bielsa I, I'm a big fan of Bielsa there was a bit of chaos about them and maybe too much and Gracia he's brought structure and that can be a little bit boring I wouldn't mind a bit of boring, to be honest. I'd like a little bit of um, structure and solidity to their performances. And the players seem to as well. I mean, Pascal Strauch looked completely uncomfortable under Marsh in terms Mm -hmm. of his job. Didn't really know what his job was, where he was much more consistent against Forrest, I think, the other night in particular. So it's great to see. They have that attacking flair back. They're playing out wide again, which is great. I think they might, yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty confident today that they're going to get a results against Palace. I'm just going to clip that up for when Jesse Marsh is announced as the new Leicester boss as he <laughs> seems to be the favourite to get that job now and he's the man that yeah. puts the leads you're well, down. You're so. absolutely welcome to him, Leicester. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, we've got some Gaelic game. Or sorry, we'll actually go back to some action from yesterday in the Premier League. Yeah, Manchester United continued their push for Champions League football next year. Uh, they were 2-0 winners over Everton at Old Trafford yesterday. And manager Eric Ten Hag explained afterwards that he's buoyed by his side's ability to limit opposition attacks. And we conceded only one chance in the whole game. We conceded only two chances in two games. And we created a lot of chances. So I think, and that in the third game in six days. So I think big credit to the team and team performance. Two really good results showed really good and great mentality, character. And so we're happy with that. With those back-to-back home wins, how big a step do you feel that you've taken towards Sealing the place in the, in the top four. No, it's game by game, and we know where we are capable of. And you, you see, this team is still improving. I think today, I think it was brilliant football. Um, first half, we created so many chances. Uh, midfield was playing really well. Uh, where a lot of speed um, and direct play in front. The only thing, yeah, was uh, we have to be more clinical, score more goals. At the same time, it appears there might have been a blow. I appreciate it's early after the game, but just how is Marcus Rashford? How serious does the injury look? It appears it's a groin injury, is it? Uh, I can't say in this moment. Uh, 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 you are a doctor, maybe. I'm not. No, I'm just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But um, uh, we have to wait um, how bad or how good it is. So, yeah, obviously, you went off uh, with a complaint. And now we have to wait, uh, set a diagnosis, and then we, we can see. Yeah, so uh, Manchester United, they're now joint third alongside Newcastle. 56 points on the board for both of those teams after wins yesterday. 29 games played as well. And it looks like they might be just pulling away a little bit from Tottenham. Tottenham have played a game more and have 53 points on the board. So it really is in Newcastle and Manchester United's hands at the moment. Absolutely. And uh, you would hope that that Marcus Rashford injury isn't serious from a Manchester United perspective. Mm. He has been absolutely brilliant this year. I think he's going to be right in the contention for player of the year along with <laughs> smattering of Arsenal players in there as well but he's been really really good turns out being late and being left out of the squad is all that's needed to boost your performances so um, well, to, to kind of build on that I suppose it's just a manager who's willing to lay down the law and actually say I'm the boss here you have to do what I say I think that's kind of what Rashford needed more than anything else for sure it focused him a little bit more and as a result yeah he's been brilliant he's been irresistible so far this year so hopefully it's not too serious he didn't really give a whole lot away there to Hag but um, we will see in the coming days, I guess. Yeah, just a, another man who might be in the contention for the Premier League player of the season uh, scored a <laughs> bicycle kick yesterday as well. So uh, Erling Haaland certainly trying to put his name forward yeah, for, yeah, that's fair. for that particular <laughs> award. Uh, let's go uh, to some uh, some very sad news, really, uh, from Gaelic Games from yesterday. Yeah, troubling stuff, Aidan. Tipperary and Wexford have condemned the alleged racist abuse of Wexford hurler Lee Chin by a spectator during a challenge match between the inter-county sides in Carrick and Shure yesterday. The game was brought to a premature end as a result of the incident, and in a statement, Tipperary affirmed that this kind of behaviour is totally unacceptable and has absolutely no place at our games or in our society. And we can hear now from Wexford County Chair Michal Martin. He was speaking to South East Radio yesterday and began by outlining the incident in question. Towards the end of a, of a, a challenge match for, for charity in, uh, in Carrick Swans yesterday, um, there was an incident close to the sideline uh, and I wasn't there personally, but from what's been accounted or relayed to me is that there was uh, a comment of a racist nature made towards one of our players. Uh, obviously, um, 
we we are appalled. I know the members of Tipperary GA are appalled. The members of Carrick Swans Club are appalled. Um, so we are liaising now with Tipper, Tipperary GA. Um, there will be an investigation which has already commenced. I think we've already established it's not a member of Carrick Swans Club. Um, but Tipperary GA uh, are initiating an investigation into the matter, uh, and it will be dealt with. Uh, it will be de- dealt with very, very seriously. Lee is a role model, and he's also conscious that there are, you know, there's children um, in modern Ireland now of all um, of all races um, who deserve to be treated with respect. And what what he has commented on previously is that they deserve to be able to play the game. Uh, without comments like this uh, and you know he has challenged this previously so there's an onus on us to ensure we challenge that for, for Lee and for um, for for the future of sport in the country Yeah just really really depressing that we're having to report on this after you know I mean it shouldn't happen at any game of course that should be spoken outright but I mean after a challenge game which was for charity and, and somebody feels the need to, to, to racially abuse somebody on the opposition team it's just yeah. just boggles the mind it's sickening that's all I can say really sickening and you know it's it's not the only incident this weekend uh, Wolves have come out this weekend and uh, condemned uh, homophobic abuse uh, directed at some of the Chelsea players as well so it just seems to be every single week we, we seem to be reporting on something like this yeah yeah. I mean you hate to see it um, but um, hopefully they, they have launched full investigations so hopefully they'll get to the bottom of it and I hope that player has, has the, or that supporter has the book thrown at him that, that has no place in, in society generally but especially not at a charity game as you say No um, we do have some more hurling on today We do indeed so Kim, Kilkenny and Limerick go head to head in the Allianz Hurling League Division 1 final at Porky Cueve from 2 o'clock to football and Mayo face Roscommon in the Connacht Football Senior Football Championship quarter final in Castlebar um, from four o'clock last night, New York made history by winning their first ever match in the Connacht Championship, beating Leitrim in a penalty shootout in the Bronx. They'll face Sligo in the semi-final after Tony McEntee's side cruised past London yesterday, two twenty to twelve points. The final score in Ryslip. There are three games in the Le- Leinster Senior Football Championship preliminary round today. Oshin McConville's Wicklow face Carlo at two thirty in Ockram. Longford take on Offaly at Pierce Park at 3 o'clock while O'Moore Park is the setting for Leash and Wexford at half three. And the Munster Senior Football Championship gets underway today as well, Aidan. Tipperary host Waterford at Semple Stadium while it's Clare against Cork at Cusick Park in Ennis and both of those games throw in at two. Yeah, you did hear that right. New York are into the semi-finals of the Connacht Senior Football Championship. I have to say, I didn't manage to stay up for this game last night, but I was following Tommy Rooney's tweets all this morning as I woke up because it was an absolutely brilliant affair. 15 points apiece and then going down to penalties as well. And it's one of those things, it, our penalty shootouts, good for Gaelic football. A lot of teams will say, you know, it's it's unfair on the players. They're so tired. They should get the chance to have a replay. But I think it just added to the drama of the action yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Getting that blow by blow by Tommy thanks for that Tommy it was absolutely brilliant but yeah and it's such a shame because they come to Sligo next and uh, I think our own Arthur O'D was saying that uh there, there might be players who come over for this game and mightn't be allowed back in the US Yeah I'm not entirely sure what the action is there I think Tommy was pointing out that there there could be a couple of visa issues but that still has to be found out obviously we would like to see every single player come over and you know be able to, to represent their county in you know what will be one of the biggest games in New York's history it's in Markovic Park and there is a chance to get to a Connacht final and of course don't forget getting into Sam McGuire as well so it would be an absolutely brilliant carrot for them if they managed to do it and uh, listen it wasn't the greatest penalty 
penalty shootout I saw a couple of them uh, I think there was only two scored out of nine I think overall so uh, maybe some Gaelic players need to kind of work on this a little bit more as, as it becomes a more realistic prospect in the championship if you do manage to get to extra time and start thinking God we actually need a couple of penalty takers here but um, listen it's it's going to be brilliant to see and I'm sure you know, hopefully some New York fans come over from Markovich Park for that game and you never know it could be uh, New York in the Sam Maguire against the likes of Mayo, uh, Dublin and Kerry so that would be absolutely amazing Cracking. <laughs> uh, We have some uh, rugby of uh, course Yes, Leinster will play Toulouse in the semi-finals of the Champ- Heineken Champions Cup The French side sealed their spot in the final four after seeing off Sharks by 54 points to 20 yesterday Ronan O'Gara's La Rochelle will be looking to join them in the last four with victory over Saracens this afternoon kick-off at the Stade Martial de Flans is at three o'clock. Yeah, we're still on for that uh, La Rochelle Leinster final as well, which will be absolutely amazing. Yes, uh, we have some uh, racing as well today. Yes, there's racing in Ferry House with the first in an eight race card just getting underway now, and an eight race card at Cork is already underway. Yeah, thanks very much for that, Cameron Hill. Uh, after the break, we'll build up to our first Premier League commentary of the afternoon. That's Leeds United in Crystal Palace with the former Republic of Ireland national team manager Brian Kerr and Richie McCormick bringing you all the action. So don't go away.